Hello and welcome back to Southern Nights. I'm your host, Alicia, and I'm so grateful and thankful that you were here. Well, (laughs) in my last episode, I was talking about how I know many other people because I met this particular individual. The particular person I'm talking about is actually my ex, Dirk. He has given me permission to talk about him no matter what I have to say. Um, And we get along well now. um, Really well, actually, despite everything we've been through. Um... But there are times when I think back on the past and I wonder why I was treated the way I was. There's a lot to unpack here, so I don't know how far into it I'm going to get. I have this set to be about 18 minutes long. Um, I might have to stop it at some point and adjust the time, but, um, when he and I met, we met on an iVillage, showing my age here, uh, chat, and it took me months to be able to be on at the same time he was again. And this all happened between June 2001 to right around the September 11th um, event, (laughs) we'll call it. Anyway, um, I have feelings on that too. Uh, Of course I do. (laughs) Anyhow, um, it was like a cat and mouse kind of thing, except, um, he didn't know he was the mouse, I guess. And then I was trying to figure out how to be on line at the same time he was. So I could try to send him a private message. Um, I actually had recently given birth to my third child in late May. And we didn't start talking. I didn't find him and be able to communicate directly with him until that child was two months old. So, August, right before 9-11 happened. Anyway, um, I liked the way he wrote. He speaks that way even still to this day, which now it has become a irritant, I guess. (laughs) Um, But back then I thought it was nice and refreshing that um, somebody would speak the way he did. And how he was 
writing and not how he speaks, you know. He does not like to use the contraction form of words like can't. He will say cannot. He doesn't like to shorten words. And so he wrote very poetically and eloquently, I guess. And that's all fine and dandy. But (laughs) then he started spelling things the way he wanted to spell them, like always. Instead of dropping an L, he just leaves two L's. Always. (laughs) And enjoy is... I-N-J-O-Y in his world. Anyway, um, it may not sound like it from my podcast. I'm not entirely sure, but um, English was one of my better subjects. I consistently passed it without having to do anything other than just exist. Um, I did not put any effort in. Um, yes, I don't always speak like I write, that that's okay. <laughs> that's different. Anyhow, um, anyway, so up until the misspelling of words happens, I liked it. And that's how we met and knew each other. And it kind of just, it took off. Yeah, I know. I've gone like six minutes into talking about all of this and I haven't really gotten anywhere. <laughs> so I knew this was going to be kind of like the the series about Dawn. But I don't want to make Dirk's, Dirk and my story a series, I don't think. I thought about it in the past, but there is a lot of emotion there too, maybe even more so than I had with Dawn, which is crazy because that was hard. I have been through a lot of traumatic, um, toxic bullshit with both of them. And... I'm working through healing and I've done a lot of healing. I really, really have. I've done a tremendous amount of healing. But when I put myself back in the scenarios, it causes me the discomfort again as if I'm there again. So I don't... My... my, my closest friend tells me that I have PTSD. I have not talked to anyone that could even say that that's true for sure. But based on how I feel and everything it it brings up, I do think that's true. And it may even be complex PTSD. But, you know... So I don't want to go into the whole, like, story and as I recall it, because there's definitely some things that blur 
for me because um, of protecting myself at the time, I guess. And um, yeah. Anyway, so 2001, met Dirk. Um, the following year, um, you know, by this point, my marriage was over and we were in the process of trying to get a divorce, but my ex was still like stalking me at this time. And see, I'm feeling my feels again because my parent, my mom, especially was of the opinion that all men are the same. You might as well just stick with the one you married. And I have some really deep irritation and anger about that. Because if she had only known and witnessed what I'd actually gone through, I don't see how she could say that. I have just been through so much and I don't know if I can get through this episode. <laughs> um, okay, focus. So in August of 2002, Dirk made plans to come down here. His family actually lived only maybe... 30, 40 minutes away from me. His parents and his sister. And so he came down, was going to stay at their house. Um, and he was basically essentially moved down here. And, um, but because of things being so toxic and stressful with Dawn... I made plans to, because he was threatening me and Dirk and trying to hold the kids over my head. So to get all of us out of that environment, I asked my parents to take the kids and keep them safe from dawn. And they did. And... Don still was stalking and harassing us. So I told Dirk, I want to go back up north. I want to go to Idaho, where you just came from. So with what little bit of money he had left, we got on a Greyhound bus and went up to North Idaho. And I can't even tell you <laughs> that trip was long and tiring, yes, but seeing the mountains in Colorado, amazing. But even more than that, because I didn't love Colorado, I loved seeing some mountains, yes, but um, it was really once the bus got into western Montana, 
I felt, oh, I'm going to cry. Wow. That area is so beautiful. And I remember how elated I felt. It was so beautiful. And I just wanted the bus to stop so I could go and play like in the river that was right there. It was really low. I mean, it's a small little river. It's not like huge. And just like hooking it in the water. And I don't know. But it is like Western Montana. Beautiful. Because Eastern Montana is kind of like flat, like, yeah, whatever. Western Montana. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Beautiful. Loved it. Loved it. I still love it. And then we get into Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Um, and that's where it was the end for the Greyhound. They didn't go to the town we needed to actually get to. So, But there was a shuttle bus, thankfully. And we were able to take it up to where we needed to be. And uh, also in the mix of this, <laughs> this is kind of funny. Greyhound put our bags on the wrong bus so we had just taken a three three and a half day bus trip with no change of clothes we were gross <laughs> thankfully like the next day they got our stuff to us and they used that same like shuttle bus that went to the town we were supposed to be to to drop it off so we just met where the drop off point was and got our bags thank gosh I was so ready for clean clothes let me tell you <laughs> I've never been camping but that's probably the closest I came to being funky from it mm -hmm. it was gross <laughs> so anyway uh, we had nothing we had to stay in a little motel And eventually we were able to borrow money from some friends of his to get a basement apartment. <laughs> it was like not fully in the ground basement, you know, it was like partial. So it had windows and light and it wasn't too bad. It was just very small, like one little tiny bedroom, maybe like eight feet by eight feet or something like that. It was tiny. We had nothing, no furniture, no, nothing. We had nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I'm already 15 and a half minutes in, so I'll be right back. And just like magic, I'm back. So I'm going to have to speed things up <laughs> um, because I did not want to go into every detail the entire time. And there will probably be a part two because I haven't gotten to the points I want to kind of make yet. I want to tell a little bit more about um, the story, I guess. So we're there. We have nothing. And then people do start helping us. And, um, oh, we're able to go buy this little old Toyota pickup truck. It was a red one. 
from a friend of his for like $500. It was a standard, so I couldn't really drive it. I mean, I know how to, I know the function of a standard. I've driven some standards. I am not fluent at it. So um, on hills, that's not so good. I don't do good on hills at all. <laughs> anyway, um, so one day we're going to go to a grocery store. And so we're on our way. And on the side of the highway, there's a man walking. And he's wearing black pants and a black leather jacket, a beanie. Anyway, and so Dirk goes, is that my friend? He's like, I think that's my friend. So he like pulls off onto the shoulder behind this guy. And I'm like, what in the hell is happening? Mind you, I'm in a new place with a person that's technically still new to me as well. And now I'm meeting somebody else. <laughs> like, oh my God. And so we're stopped behind this guy. He turns around like, what the fuck? <laughs> and Dirk gets out of the car and goes around and they're saying hi I slowly get out of the truck very apprehensive and Dirk turns to me and he's like oh I have someone for you to meet and that's what he was saying to his friend about me and so he like pulls me closer over and he's like, Dean, this is Alicia. Alicia, this is Dean. And Dean shifts his eyes to meet mine. And in my head I went, oh no. <laughs> Immediately, there was something. And I know what you're thinking. Oh my God, what happened with Dean? Nothing. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to tell this story. <laughs> this one, this one will be a work in progress. This one, anyways. Um, so Dean apparently was on his way to the store, as were we. So in this little pickup truck. I mean, it's a small pickup truck. It's not a big pickup truck. They they didn't make them. I think this was like a 82, 1982 little Toyota pickup. I don't know, something like that. Anyways, so I'm in the middle, and I am not a tiny little girl, okay? I'm not. So I am wedged between these two guys feeling incredibly awkward and then I have to deal with Dirk being able to shift right by my knee and I'm like trying to turn where I'm kind of leaning on Dirk a little bit but my legs are mashed up with Dean's and I'm feeling like oh my god <laughs> anyways so, this is 
part of what I was talking about um, in the last episode, how one person introduces you to another and, and by way of meeting certain people, you have other people come into your life. And I don't mean just Dean. I, I mean, um, eventually, um, I would get a job at a local grocery store that was only a couple of blocks from our apartment and, and they paid shit for pay five fifteen an hour. It's nothing. And, um, that's just slave, slave labor. But anyway, um, I worked there and I met so many awesome people because I worked there with them. You know, I, I, and I, I am still friends with a couple of them to this day. Um, I'm glad I'm going to get teary-eyed again. I'm so glad that I got to meet these people, that they're in my life. I'm really grateful for it. And I wouldn't have met them or gotten to know them if it had not been for meeting Dirk. So everything kind of happens as it's meant to happen, I guess. So you have certain people come into your life, certain opportunities come into your life that they wouldn't have. You hadn't met a specific person. And there have definitely been times where I wished away ever meeting him because of the things that I had to go through. And honestly... Um, we were both toxic to each other. And so it's not just him, but I reacted to his crap. And that's the part that, I mean, I'll eventually get into some more things, but I wanted to talk about how meeting someone introduces you. And um, Dean is important because a lot of my story from my time up there actually involved him, um, which I didn't even think of much of it at the time. And 20 years later, <laughs> I'm looking back. And I'm kind of floored by it. Um, it's so funny how life works that way. Um, I'm currently not in contact with Dean. Um, I wish I was. I've tried to reach out to him via Facebook, but he he wasn't back then. And I assume he's still the same way. Not too much into um, being on social media or using his cell phone for that kind of thing. So also he lives, I believe in Montana still. And in the area he's in, it's probably not the best reception still. I don't know. 
it's been a long time since I've been um, up there, but um, so I'm waiting. I'm hoping that um, he reaches out to me. Um, he was friends with Dirk first, obviously, and um, Dirk's tried to be in contact with him too, and has not succeeded either. So, uh, I don't know. I'm hoping that I can get back in contact with my friends because I do miss him. I think about him from time to time and I wonder how he is. And there is more. There is more about this, me thinking about him every now and then. I don't mean like, um, whatever you might be thinking, but I will get into that at some point and explain a little more because that part of my life, I don't mind talking about. It's not painful to me too much, but I will talk about some of the painful things probably in the next episode. So stay tuned. Love you all. Bye for now.